Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Give it to me, I'm Welcome in. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you once again leading up to Monday Night Football. A sprint edition, just one hour, taking you up until 7.30. Then we'll turn it over to the Monday Night Football call. You got a great game tonight. You got the Eagles and the Chiefs, so it's going to be a fun one to watch tonight. Excited about that one. But we'll continue the Misery Monday by talking about the loss yesterday between the Commanders and the Giants. Just another poor performance from this team. Just really bad. Toby Altizer with you once again. You want to tweet at me, feel free, at Toby underscore Altizer. Not have much time to take phone calls tonight. We'll do that again whenever we get a chance, but not tonight. So appreciate you guys. You want to get in touch, just tweet at me, at Toby underscore Altizer. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday because I was working with Denton Day doing the Burgundy and Gold Game Day live show. And look... I love my job. I love doing that. I was difficult to do yesterday. <laughs> it's difficult to talk about that kind of a game while it's going on and not just be able to uh, just sit there and stew. Maybe it's a good therapy to be talking through it while it's going on because it was terrible. I think you know we all understand exactly how you guys feel because we're cheering for this team too, and it was just terrible to watch that game. And so one thing we did at the end of the game, kind of as we were wrapping up, is if you could choose one word to describe the game, what would it be? And I think there's two words that do it for me. Number one, it's embarrassing. And that's pretty obvious. This is a team that is not very good. I'm going to give you some defensive stats in a little bit because I want to talk about the enemy now twice struggling against Wink Martindale's defense. We'll do that in a little bit, but their defense isn't particularly good. Tommy DeVito was starting a quarterback for the Giants yesterday, and they won the game. I don't know what it is about the New York Giants, but apparently whatever Washington does to Philly, but they don't actually win the football games all the time. Like, they played them tough twice this year. They did end up winning the one game last year, but 
whatever Washington does to Philly, New York does to Washington, right? They just own Washington. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You know, we thought it was Daniel Jones for the longest time. It was just he was the commander killer. No, apparently it's just New York has Washington's number because they can't do anything to stop them. They lost twice this year to this team. Twice. And neither time their starting quarterback was their main guy, Daniel Jones. Tyrod Taylor, the backup starts the first game they win by only putting up 14 points, completely unacceptable. And then Tommy DeVito, maybe even worse, puts up 31 points. Yeah, I get the pick six at the end, so take that off. 24 points. Tommy DeVito. Again, Tommy DeVito. Just completely embarrassing performance overall from this team. And I think we all understand that. I I think... At some point, too, we talk about the coaching staff all the time. And while I understand that, and I think we all understand that a loss like yesterday and a loss like the one against Chicago at home, ironically, both in the black uniforms, (laughs) which uh, we could talk about that at another time, but they should probably just stop wearing those things. They do not play well in them whatsoever. They think they have one win against the Falcons last year in them. Otherwise, it's just only bad memories in the black uniforms. I think they look cool. I still don't think they look like the team that I grew up watching, so I don't particularly like them, but they do not play well in them, so not great. But an embarrassing loss. But at some point, the players have to step up and make plays, too. On the defensive side of the ball, especially. You know, we can blame Jack Del Rio all we want, but... When Jamin Davis is matched up on a wheel route for Saquon Barkley, he can't just end up wide open. When they run simple crossing routes across the field of Darius Slayton, you can't have him open by 10 yards. Players got to make plays. You hear this from various people throughout sports, but good players, great players especially, can overcome poor coaching. Uh, We're not seeing that out of the defense. I I think we'd all agree that it's pretty poor coaching on the defensive side of the football. But at some point, players got to make plays, right? Especially up front. Now, obviously, they don't have Chase and Montez anymore, but they ended up with the nine sacks, but it almost feels pointless. Like, congratulations, you got nine sacks, and you still ended up giving up 24 points, and Tommy DeVito was able to pick up some critical third downs, and he made some really nice plays because the secondary blew things on the back end as well. But who cares about nine sacks? It doesn't do you anything when you keep giving up points and let them march down the field, and they did great against the run for three quarters, and then all of a sudden you're letting Saquon get loose. Just a completely embarrassing performance. We were talking about this on Saturday leading into it, and I was asking the question, What do you need to see to be satisfied with this game? Obviously, we all wanted to see a win, but, you know, today would have been miserable even if they just won 13-10. to This is obviously more miserable, the fact that they lost this football game, especially in the fashion that they did. But I think people would have been miserable if they only won by a field goal. Yet they come out and lay an egg. And people were talking about the one thing they wanted to see in the game was four quarters of football, a good four quarters of football, something that we haven't seen in a while, having a complete football game. Obviously, they didn't have that. And it was in all three phases yesterday. The defense was not good. I think at times they showed flashes, but flashes aren't enough to win in the National Football League. Just the, the defensive performance was not great. The offensive performance was worse. They didn't do anything. Couple three and outs. Turnover after turnover. Just completely unacceptable stuff. You know, it felt like yesterday, if you went in there and you said, they're going to have nine sacks and you're going to lose the football game, it's a joke. But you want to know how they lost it? 
six turnovers. Six turnovers. You're not going to win a football game when you turn the ball over six times and the other team doesn't turn it over once. Six turnovers. Completely embarrassing. The offense has to be better. And this was a, I thought this was a huge opportunity for Sam Howell. I see some people overreacting to this and saying, well, Sam's never going to be the guy. I don't ever want to hear that again. Okay, that's a little ludicrous. That's a little ridiculous. But I, I really thought he had an opportunity because this is the first time he was going to face an opponent that he struggled with a second time. You know, he faced Philly, he played them well the first time, he played well against them the second time, but he never really had a chance to face someone that he'd struggled with for a second time. And it seemed like Wink Martindale kind of understands a game plan to be able to neutralize what Enemy's doing and what Sam Howell's doing. And so this was an opportunity for both of those guys to kind of turn things around and show that it was just kind of a one-off sort of thing that they struggled against the Giants in the first game. And instead, they came out and laid another dud. The first interception for Howell. I don't know what was going on, but it seems like just a bad throw down the uh, down the field. It seems like a bad throw that maybe he needs to throw that to the opposite hash and give Deami Brown a chance to kind of run under it. Instead, it's a little bit more up the field and it's easily picked. I don't know. Not a great throw. He, I don't think he's been particularly good on deep balls this year, so not great there. The second pick is just completely unacceptable that's one of those yolo balls that taylor heineke would throw and sometimes it just seemed like he got away with those somehow sam Howell did not get away with it yesterday but that's an unacceptable throw you can't make those the third interception whatever you know that that's one of those that yes he's trying to throw it out of bounds he needs to get it out of bounds he's also understanding he can't take a sack there that game's over at that point yeah i just i, I can i wouldn't say i live with that sack but I, I can understand that one a little bit. But the, f- the the first one's not good ball placement. The first one's just a bad throw. The second one's a horrible decision. Not great. I'm not out on Sam Howell, but I really thought that he had a chance to kind of solidify his position among a lot of people's opinions if he could have played well against New York yesterday because New York's not good. And he had an opportunity against for the most part, a cakewalk opponent, honestly, as cakewalk of an opponent as you get in the National Football League. That's the that's the easiest test you've got. I'll throw out some numbers for you in just a little bit, but that Giants defense is horrible. If you take out the numbers that they've done against Washington compared to the rest of the league, they're terrible. They're terrible. Yet Washington makes them look like a competent, good, top half of the league type of defense, and they're not. They're not. And so I thought that Sam Howell had a real opportunity yesterday to kind of step up and make some plays and get things going, and he just didn't do it. He didn't. I, he, I'm sure he'll bounce back. We've seen him bounce back time after time after time, and it's not something where I'm saying I'm out on him, but I thought he had a big opportunity, and he failed the test yesterday. But I just think that at some point players have to make plays, and we're not seeing that. It's an embarrassing performance. And then second of all on this, of a word to describe the loss, and this is probably the worst thing for Ron Rivera. Yes, it's embarrassing. Yes, it's really bad. You can think of any words you want to throw at it, horrendous, whatever you want to throw, putrid. The worst part about all of this is it was predictable. It was predictable. I don't like to be the guy that's a cynic. You know, you see that from fans. They kind of frustrate me personally when you see some of the cynical fans. You see sometimes even in the media and in our industry, people are a little bit cynical and love to poke fun at things. You see that, and it it frustrates you as a fan. I get that. 
The problem is, at some point, the people that are being cynical are actually being logical and being realistic. Because while it seems cynical, they're right on. The people that went into yesterday saying, I don't understand why people think the commanders are the better football team. I didn't necessarily see this on Twitter, but I'm sure they were out there. The people that went into yesterday saying, I don't see how people think they're better than the Giants. They already lost to them. I don't see how people are projecting they're going to win. Yesterday, I thought they were going to win 24-7. to Am I naive to think that? I don't think so. I, I think the commanders are a better football team. But at this point, they're not showing it. So the cynical people are probably the more realistic. Honestly, for me to come out here and say I still think they're the better football team, maybe I'm the delusional one. The people that think that they're just terrible and can't win anything and are just completely overmatched in every matchup in the National Football League, maybe they're more on the correct path because it's the New York freaking Giants that walked into FedEx Field with Tommy DeVito quarterback and beat you. And that's the worst part about this. It's embarrassing, it's horrible, but it was also predictable. It was predictable. People could have come out and saw this. Why? Because we've seen it time after time after time. And I think that's got to be the most frustrating part. It's got to be the most damning part for Ron Rivera. It was predictable. You could have guessed that this could have happened. And the fans that are going to rub it in people's face, like, see, I told you so, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's annoying, but they're also probably on the right track because this team hasn't given you anything to be confident about. And so yesterday's result being predictable has to be the worst thing about it. It has to be. I don't know of any fans, at least for myself. I went into the game, and yeah, I thought the Commanders would win, but there was still some doubt. You know, I know there are people that kind of guaranteed wins. I know Grant was talking about the game and saying, oh yeah, I think for sure they're going to win this thing. I'm sure there was a little seed of doubt in Grant's mind. Maybe not a big one, but somewhere in the back of his mind, he's like, they're not really going to lose this game, are they? I mean, maybe they find a way, but they're not going to, right? But I think everyone understood that somewhere in the back of their mind that they could lose this football game. And somehow, it ended up being worse. Because in my opinion, in in the back of my mind, thinking they could lose this football game, again, I predicted they'd win 24-7, so I was pretty confident they'd win the football game, but I, I wasn't like... It wasn't like 100% confidence. It was like a, maybe a 70 to 65%, where it's like, I think they should win the game. I think they've got the better talent, but they might lose it. The problem is, the might-lose scenario for me was the defense would stop them, but somehow the offense would struggle, and it would be like you know a 13 to 10, 14 to 10 type of game where New York gets a couple opportune fumbles and they find some ways to get some points without having to work real hard for it. Washington gives some some stuff and they just can't get things figured out on offense, but the defense overall would play well. But somehow it was worse than I thought. The offense didn't look very good, period. And then the defense was allowing... It's such a hard game to judge defensively because there were some good things they did defensively. No doubt about it. Obviously, the nine sacks, and I thought for the first three quarters they did good against the run game. But it's the New York Giants and Tommy DeVito, and I can't name half their receivers. Their number one wide receiver was Darius Slayton. He even got knocked out of the game. If you go through the box score for this team or look down the depth chart for the Giants, even the most diehard of diehard NFL fans that aren't New York Giants fans are like, who's that guy again? You know, the diehard guys that... Like me in college, love to go back and forth and name where guys went to college. 
I couldn't tell you where half the dudes in the Giants went to college because I don't know half their names. You ever heard of Lawrence Cager? I haven't. Yet he was dicing you up. That's what's so embarrassing about all of this, and that's what's so bad about it, is the fact that you felt like you had the better talent. If you went down the Washington team's roster, look at all the first-round picks. John Allen, Deron Payne, Jamin Davis, Emmanuel Forbes, Jahan Dotson, all these people. Look at all these guys that are good football players, the guys that you like, the guys that other teams might even want on their football team. And then look at the other side of the football. Saquon Barkley's a stud. I think Andrew Thomas is good. Kayvon Thibodeau's nice. They've got some guys defensively for sure. But just look at the offensive side of the ball. So, you know, you can point out positive things that the defense did yesterday, but it's hard to feel good about it because you still gave up 24 points. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you look at the team stats right now among the NFL, the Washington Commanders find themselves dead last in points per game. Dead last in points per game in the National Football League for a unit that came came in. You're supposed to be the guys that were going to lead this thing. So I don't even know how you could take a positive from the defensive performance. Obviously, the offensive performance wasn't good. Special teams missed an extra point, fumbled a kickoff. And let me tell you one thing. I understand that you don't want to just take the job away from kick returners. I get that. But if you ever, ever, ever lose the ball on a kick return, oh, man, I could not deal with it. You could fair catch everything inside the 25 and get the ball to the 25-yard line. So great. Pringle might bring it out and get you to the 35, but he can't hold on to the football. I, I cannot deal with that. Just cannot. Fumbles all over the place. Bad interceptions. It was just a completely unacceptable performance. And like I said, the worst part about it all, we can throw all the words at it we want. The worst part about all of this is it was predictable. All the people that came out and said, you know what, they probably could lose. I I know you have one in your friend group. I know you've heard someone. Maybe it was someone on our airwaves or someone on 980 or you saw an article or something. Someone, I'm sure, said it. Was like, yeah, you know, but they're probably still going to lose. That person was proven right. That's the worst part about all this. It was predictable. It was predictable. Just completely embarrassing. Just utter disappointment. And I don't even know how much more I can talk about it because it just <laughs> it makes your blood boil. Luckily, we got a good football game tonight that we can hopefully forget about it. But it's just completely unacceptable. And it's one of those things that... You get so excited for this football team. And that's the type of performance that just zaps the energy and makes you think, you know what? Why do I even care? Those are the kinds of performances that do it. And so something's going to have to be done. I'm sure this has got to be it for Ron Rivera. It might even be it as soon as Friday after the Dallas game. Who knows? But it might just be it. And it's a shame because there's so much to like about this football team. There's likable guys. And maybe this is a conversation we can have at another time, but it's odd to me that so much of this football team is the same. So much of it. Same defensive coordinator, a lot of the same guys on defense. Obviously, they trade Chase and Montez, but before all of that, a lot of the same guys. Matter of fact, you added in some talent with a first and second round pick. Offensive line, you lost some players, but you know mostly on offense, you got the same guys. It's a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator. And both, I would say, are improvements, you would think. But somehow this team is 
just way worse than what you expected and way worse than probably what they were last year. You know, this is a team that you look at it now, they might not win a game the rest of the year. And I don't want to be the cynical guy, but look at the teams that they play the rest of the year. You think you're going to beat the Jets? You'd hope, but their defense is good. Who knows who's starting at quarterback at that point? I don't buy the Rodgers stuff, but okay, maybe you can beat the Jets. Maybe you can beat the Rams. You still got Dallas twice. You got the Niners. They could find themselves drafting inside the top five. And so this discussion that we've kind of dismissed of the Caleb Williams or Drake May or one of these other rookie quarterbacks that's going to come into through the draft, would you take them over a guy in Sam Howell? Those conversations that some of us have dismissed as being, well, it's not something that's realistically going to be a possibility, very well might be. If they don't win a game the rest of the year, they'd finish 4-13. and Last year, the Arizona Cardinals finished 4-13 and and had the third overall pick. So it's very possible they could be picking very early in the draft. So that's what makes this, the rest of this year important, especially for a guy like Sam Howell. I think he's proved he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think he's shown enough to do that. The question is, is it here or is it somewhere else? Because Washington might have a chance to take one of these guys. They might have a chance to take a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, and it might not cost much to move up, or it might not cost anything because they might already be in prime spots. So it's just it's crazy what this season has turned into because not that long ago we were talking about the playoffs to an extent. I don't know how many people actually believed it, but they were at least in a spot. There was encouragement. But these are the types of losses that zap all the energy out of a fan base. People were excited not that long ago about Sam Howell and the growth he'd shown. And today, people are questioning it. Today, people are questioning every single player on the roster. That And rightfully so. These are the kinds of losses that do it. And just completely unacceptable. And like I said, predictable as well. Let's take a break. When we come back, I do want to talk about Eric Bieniemy Because people are talking about... Moving on from Ron Rivera, is it something that Eric Bieniemy could take over as the head coach? Is that something you want? Because I don't know. He's faced Wink Martindale twice now, and Wink Martindale has kind of eaten his lunch both times. We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Overtime 106.7. The fan taking you up until 7.30. Toby Altizer, you want to tweet at me? At Toby underscore Altizer. This segment is brought to you by Comcast Business. For a limited time, Comcast Business is introducing the Small Business Bonus. So switch to business internet from the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business powering possibilities. So I want to talk about Eric Bieniemy because there's you know, a real chance that he could be considered for the head coaching position when Ron Rivera is moved on from. But... I've liked what I've seen from him generally this season, but when you look at how he's played against the Giants, and maybe it's just something where, you know, sometimes guys just have someone that has their number. You know, sometimes there's just someone that understands how to stop them, which is odd because the enemies had to go against pretty good defensive coordinators when he was with Kansas City. You know, you can say whatever you want with Reed, but he was in the meetings and understood how to beat guys like Lou Anarumo is a sought-after name right now. And as a defensive coordinator, he's found ways to beat Lou Anarumo. And yet the lowly New York Giants coached by Wink Martindale, who I think a lot of people respect Wink Martindale, but the talent and really the results on the field this year outside of their time against Washington has been rather poor. Currently in the NFL, they're ranked 28th in yards. They're also ranked 28th in points per game. Now, if you take out what Washington has done against them, just the other nine games of their season, they move back just a spot. They swap with Washington, actually, in the standings defensively in terms of yards per game. They go from 28th to 29th, so they'd be worse than Washington's defense in yards per game if you took out the games against the Commanders. And right now, like I said, they're 28th in points per game, and Washington is dead last in points per game at 32nd. The Giants would leapfrog them and be dead last in the National Football League in points per game if you took out the two games against Washington. This defense is terrible. Their defense is horrible. And yet the enemies really struggled against their defense this season. And I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it's a Howell thing. Maybe it's a combination of both. I mean, yesterday, Sam Howell ends up 31 of 45, 255, a touchdown, three picks. They did get a little bit in the run game going. They were obviously better yesterday than they were in the first matchup, but that's not saying much. That was a low bar to be better than what they were in the first matchup. So this is where it gets intriguing. You know, when you think about Eric Bieniemy, he's going to have an opportunity, I think, especially down the stretch here. Whatever ends up happening, it is an intriguing question of whether you move on from Ron after the Cowboys game or not. Do you just leave some continuity and allow Biennemi to kind of work with Sam Howell the rest of the season and that kind of be just kind of be the pairing and that's kind of the emphasis down the stretch here? At the same point, though, I mean, you kind of want to see what you have in Biennemi. It's a weird spot to be in, 
But if the enemy's going to struggle like this against the Giants, and who knows what changes happen in New York, you know, people are calling for Dable's job, and again, that's what makes this so bad. I mean, people want Brian Dable fired. Obviously, if Dable goes, that means the whole coaching staff is going to go, and yet they've beat Washington twice. <laughs> they've beat Washington twice. But Eric Bieniemy might be able to be the head coach here, but he struggled against a division foe that you're going to have to face twice a year, every single year. So I don't know. It, it gets a little bit tough. I don't know how much you put on Bieniemy yesterday. I don't know how much you put on Sam Howell yesterday. But it's something to consider. You know, he might be able to improve Sam Howell the rest of the season. You know, they're going to have a good marriage by the end of the year. And I think that they have grown throughout the season. It's something that I think you've seen, you know, early on, you saw some of the struggles from Sam Howell. You saw some of the struggles from Bienemy. But leading into that Giants game yesterday, I think people were really encouraged by what they'd seen over the last couple of games from Sam Howell and Eric Bienemy working together. And I think, you know, it's something I've talked about on here before where it's really difficult to preach patience and then actually do it. You know, before the season started, people were talking, you know, you got to give the enemy, you got to give Sam Howell some time. They'll show it eventually, but it might take a little bit of time. And, and then uh, you get into the actual season, and people just have a difficult time actually, you know, living that out, right? Like, they have a difficult time of actually going by and saying, yeah, I'll, I'll wait it out, right? It's, it's a difficult thing to live by. But I think you started to see some of that growth. You saw... Some struggles early, and then you started to see some of that growth, especially against Philly. You saw improvement against the the Patriots. You saw improvement against the Seahawks. And so going into yesterday's game, I think people were generally happy with what they'd seen. Then yesterday's game happens, and it's like, well, <laughs> where are you at? And so I don't know how to feel about Eric Bieniemy. You know, it's something where... I think generally he's been good this season. You know, you look at the rest of the schedule. You got Dallas on Thursday. You got the Dolphins. You got a bye week. And then you got the Rams. You got the Jets. You got the Niners. And you got Dallas again. Some pretty good defenses in that mix. You know, maybe they're able to grow together. And that's where it gets intriguing as well. I don't know if Sam Howell really improves this season. Do you really want to move on from the enemy? I don't know. But if you bring in a new general manager... Assuming that he's going to stick with Hal, does he still want to keep the enemy? Because, I mean, that's where it gets difficult. If Hal proves that by the end of the year he's the guy, and they're not in a position to draft Drake May or Caleb Williams, and so next year they're going to roll with Sam Howell, do you want to keep the enemy to try to keep some continuity there because you've seen the growth under the enemy, or is it something where you bring in a new head coach and just let him pick his stuff? It's an intriguing thing because. If you move on from Bienemy at the end of the year and Sam Howell grows and he's going to be the guy, let's just assume that for now. You're talking about, what, four offenses in four years? Three different offenses in the pros and and then four in four years when you throw in coming from college to the pros? I don't know if that's a way to help out a young quarterback. And I think the whole disappointing part about all this I talked about this before the season started as a reason why I think it made a lot of sense to go with Sam Howell over Jacoby Brissett is these are the types of things that usually mean here's your Super Bowl window. Having a quarterback on a rookie deal, especially a cheap rookie deal like a fifth rounder, that's your window right there. And they're not going to win this year. Maybe they 
if everything goes right, maybe they can make the playoffs, but that's not going to happen. And so now you have two more years of Sam Howell in a rookie contract. Assume he's the guy, okay? Just Let's just assume that. Assume he continues to grow and he proves himself to be the guy. You've got two more years of him being on a rookie deal before you're going to end up having to pay him. And so that's what's disappointing is you had a chance. And so that's why I get if people were a little bit frustrated that Ron wasn't moved on from and all these various things because this is the window. When you find a rookie quarterback who can produce or during his rookie deal – that's your window. So it's just, again, it, those types of losses that you saw yesterday are the ones that zap energy out of a fan base. But again, the, the Giants' defense just hasn't been good, and Biennemi struggled. And so, you know, I, I like Biennemi. I wouldn't mind giving him a chance as the head coach, maybe just in an interim basis for now, and then let someone else choose down the line. But it, it's really difficult when... You have a Giants defense that's just been horrendous all season long. Like I said, if you take out the Commanders games, 29th in yards, and they'd be dead last in points per game. And yet, they've done really well against Washington. And so, you question a little bit of the enemy. And maybe it's just something where that style just does not work well against what the enemy's trying to do. You know, styles make fights, and they like to blitz, and maybe it's something that they struggle with. And if if I'm a defensive coordinator, if I'm a head coach the rest of the year, if I'm Dallas on Thursday, I'm just watching that tape, the two weeks against the Giants, and I'm finding whatever Wink Martindale did, and I'm doing exactly that. Just do exactly that. I would do that every single play. Blitz, 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 blitz. Whatever they were doing. I'm not a perfect guy to break down the X's and O's. I don't fully understand all the ins and outs like these guys do. I'm not a professional football coach. But whatever they were doing, I'd be doing that. And that's why I was a little bit scared after that first Giants game. That's why I thought that you might see some struggles from Sam Howell. But somehow they were able to get things going, especially going after the Giants game and playing well against Philly a second time. I didn't understand why Philly didn't just steal the game plan. And then doing okay against New England and Seattle. I was like, okay, so maybe they're fine. And then the Giants game comes up again, a chance to redeem yourself, and you just aren't able to do it. If I'm Dallas on Thursday, I'm stealing Wink Martindale's game plan. If I'm Miami the following week, I'm doing it. So I think it's going to be something where they've seen now twice where Howell has struggled the most. It's been against this blitz. It's been where the enemy's game plan hasn't been the best against this blitz. I think you're going to see a lot of it, so they're going to have a chance to grow. It's just an intriguing discussion whether the enemy really is the guy or not when he struggled immensely against a really, really bad Giants defense. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll preview Monday Night Football. It's a Super Bowl rematch. You've got the Eagles and the Chiefs, and you can hear it right here on The Fan coming up at 7.30. We'll get you ready for it next here on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Wrapping up here, final couple of minutes here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan before we get you ready for some Monday night football right here on The Fan. I want to let you know that this update, or sorry, this segment was on updates today, so you can forgive a mistake once in a while. But this segment's brought to you by Window Nation, 866-90-NATION. Window Nation wants to protect your family from the cold weather elements by lowering your energy costs and upgrading the look and feel of your home. This month only get 0% interest for five years, plus two free windows for every two you buy. Call 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com. So real quickly, before we kind of take a look at tonight's matchup, I want to look at who the real Super Bowl contenders are at this point, because it's kind of the Bengals, I thought, were going to be the team that might finally get over the hump this year. Now they're out of it. You thought maybe some of the other teams in the AFC, people love the Chargers for some reason still, and then they continue to lose So I think there's really four teams on each side that you would consider real Super Bowl contenders at this point. AFC, I I think tonight's matchup, you see probably the top two, the top in each conference, the Chiefs and the Eagles. But I think in the AFC, I think you still got to consider the Dolphins one, although at some point you got to see the Dolphins actually beat somebody. I think the Ravens are real contenders. I think they're going to be a really hard out in the playoffs. I think that's going to be a difficult one because of just the style that they play and I think they're a really good football team. The problem is they also struggle to close out football games. They have two losses this year, especially that it feels like they just gifted them to the other team. So we'll see if they can get into, you know, January and February and find a way to win those football games. But the Ravens always a tough out. And then, you know, we kind of started to write them off a little bit, but the bills are still right there. They're six and five. Now They've got to get some things figured out. Who knows what ends up happening now with Joe Brady taking over for Ken Dorsey. But we'll we'll see. I think the Bills are still legit. And then on the NFC side, I, I think that you got the Eagles, obviously. And then I, I think the Lions are legit. I didn't want to believe that. I really wanted to be a little skeptical of that, but... I think the Lions are legit, so I think they're a legit Super Bowl contender. Obviously, the Niners, and I think people started to write them off a little bit. Let's be honest, they're probably still right there with the Eagles and the NFC. And then we'll see about the Cowboys. We'll see. They're another team that, kind of like the Dolphins, who have they beat yet? I do need to see a quality win from them, but Dak Prescott's playing really well right now. Uh, we're going to get to see up close and personal how badly they've been demolishing some of these bad bottom feeder type teams in the NFL. So 
We'll see that on Thursday. Hopefully it's not that bad, but they've been playing really well. So I think there's your eight Super Bowl contenders right now, four from each conference. For tonight's game, you got the Chiefs taking on the Eagles at Arrowhead Stadium. This is an intriguing one. Obviously, you got the Super Bowl rematch. Want to see what the Eagles look like. They struggled early in the year. They look like they're starting to get things going. And then the same thing happened with the Chiefs, right? I mean, this is one of those teams that seemingly they're getting the Patriots treatment now where every single year they're good, but every single year you're trying to find like, well, are they really that good or are they really as good? But they still just win every single year and do that thing that (laughs) New England did for years where they're just in every big game and always find a way to come out on top. So I think you've got the two heavyweights in the National Football League going at it tonight. Obviously, we all want to see the Chiefs win tonight. I think it's a big opportunity for the Eagles once again to kind of prove themselves. You know, they they're legit, though, so I, I don't it doesn't really matter who wins tonight. It's not one of those things where. It's just one of those fun matchups for fans, right? You know, ultimately it might decide a a couple positions in the playoffs, but it's not something where a team's like stamping their approval and they're the team now because they win tonight. I think it's just going to be a fun one to watch. I'll take the Chiefs tonight, though. I think the Chiefs get it done. That's going to do it here on Overtime. Appreciate Mike sticking around after GND. I'm Toby Altizer. Keep it tuned to the fan. Monday Night Football next. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.